0: exactly Dot .com right now for a discount so you can live Clairton clear use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like Janine how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It is called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start when you can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify. And I have that online and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, i just feel like it has been so engaging i feel like i'm loving the options that that spotify is giving me with q a's and polls and even having video so i highly recommend you guys give it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or you can go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started you guys are gonna love this if you've been wanting to start it this is your sign I feel like as women, there's so many more things that we struggle with such as being objectified and just feeling kind of uncomfortable with that or not being taken serious in certain situations. And
1: those moments of feeling overwhelmed really have brought me to this awareness of
0: My lack of
1: reliance upon God and the strength that only comes from God.
0: The only people that have placed these timelines on us is society. There's nowhere in the Bible where God says, have a baby at this age, get married at this age, get a boyfriend, date for this time. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola. Happy, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. If you were listening on a Tuesday, I hope your Tuesday just got better because happy and healthy is live. (laughs) And if it's not a Tuesday, I hope whatever day of the week you're listening, you are beyond blessed. For me, it's a Thursday because I always film podcasts on a Thursday. Um, Today has been so far pretty good. I didn't work out this morning. I'm going to work out tonight. Just trying to finish up a project I have been grinding away at. So that has been consuming most of my time. I'm not exactly sure when this podcast is going to be launched when you are listening to this. I think I might actually be in South Africa when you're listening to this episode. So if you are listening to it around that time, you can follow along my my journey and my travels on my Instagram, Janina Mapola. But if not, um, that's okay. But I am having a great day. I'm pretty tired. So you can see me on the video, on the YouTube video or Spotify. I'm drinking a Celsius. Are we surprised? No. Um, I'm drinking today. the sparkling guava. Absolutely incredible. I think this might be my new favorite flavor. I used to be obsessed with kiwi guava, but this one, mm, it just does it. It just hits different. But here's my concern. I don't want people to think that I'm promoting drinking a ki- uh, a Celsius like once a day or two times a day. I am highly not recommending that I have this probably one time a week if if I'm crazy feeling crazy that week two times a week so I'm not like trying to promote drink these every time because I know that people have had some health issues with these so everything in moderation everything in moderation but anyway, so for today's podcast, I am bringing on Julie and Christian Bevere. They are sisters-in-laws, sister, sister-in-laws. sister I think that's how you say it. And they married into this incredible family, the Bevere's. Christian and Julie Bevere are both married to Arden and Addison Bevere. And the leaders basically of that are, that sounds kind of weird, but like I guess the spearheads of that are John and Lisa Bevere who started a ministry. They are the the parents of this family. And it's kind of grown to be this like incredible empire of a family. They do short films. They do books. They have a publishing house. They make um, podcasts. They create resources for so many people in basically any walk of life, stage of life. And they're just an incredible family that I've known for a while and just love getting to see how God uses them. And so I'm bringing on both Julie and Christian to talk about what does a godly woman look like? What are the things that women struggle with? What are the things that that we don't see or the the benchmark that we feel like we have to live up to. And it's unobtainable, it's unrealistic. And so we get to talk about so many incredible things in this podcast. I genuinely think it's going to be a blessing for you guys today. The reason why I chose this topic is because there's three women talking about this and my audience is actually like 80 to 85% women. How powerful and amazing is that? You go girls. Let's see if I have this. Yay! Give it up for women. Because I think women are powerful. We're incredible. There's so many things we can do. We can birth babies. I mean, we are powerful human beings. And there's a lot of things that come with that. There's a lot of things that are entailed by being a woman that are difficult. And we touch upon that today. So I really think you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. If you want to learn more about them or listen to any more of their stuff, everything will be in the YouTube description as well as the show notes. So let's just get right into today's topic. And I think you guys are going to like it. Okay, Julie and Christian Bevere. Welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you ladies doing today?
2: So good. I feel like we're a couple.
0: I know
1: I was
2: just thinking it sounds like we're a couple. <laughs> At least you're the female. Christian's usually the guy name.
0: Okay, to clarify, you guys are sister sisters-in-laws. Um, because you both married into the Bavir family, which is awesome. Uh, Christian, you're married to Arden. Julie, you were married to Addison, and you were a part of a very powerful, well known, godly, like impactful family. Like tell me about that. How does that feel? Starting with you, Julie.
1: Yeah, it, it feels all sorts of ways at all sorts of times. Um, I I came into the family very different than Christian. I was newly saved at eighteen. I had met Addison. We fell in love in a week. I got like I, I guess I grew up in church, but I got saved for real over that week, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then really quickly we just knew this was it for us. And so we got married. And then I was pregnant with our first two months after we got married. And Janine, I didn't even know that this space in Christendom existed. I thought there was pastors and churches. And so the whole world that I entered into was very, very new to me. And so now about almost 15 years in, which is crazy. um, It's it's gone through a lot of different seasons and recognizing like who John and Lisa are and the legacy that I did marry into the legacy that I had children in. There is so much, um, layers and depth to that. And Mm -hmm. honestly it has given me such a fuller picture of what it even means to be a part of the body of Christ that we walk in such free authority and even position and opportunity given to us like even this hopping on this podcast with you you know being a part of the bevere family really does lend so much opportunity and it's not just this nepotism like oh you're a kid so you get to do this but in some ways it is like we didn't earn this we have not had a ministry for 30 plus i hadn't been alive for 30 <laughs> no. last year. The amount of like years and faithfulness that John and Lisa really mm-hmm. have sown and paved, like they have just paved this incredible path that we get the privilege of just kind of walking on, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, it's so amazing and I've known the Bavier family for a while. So I guess for the maybe the the listeners that don't know like who you guys are or just the Bevere family in general. Um yeah, it started with John and Lisa Bevere, who are both speakers, authors. I mean, you guys own Messenger International, International and you guys are a publishing house. You guys have created short films. I mean, you it's just like the most incredible family. And I just love like watching what you guys get to do. And I love that you even use the word legacy because you both have children and it's so cool just to see like what is going to be passed on to your children. And so I can't wait to keep seeing that on your social medias and stuff. So, um, Christian, I guess now you can talk and just talk, talk about your marriage and what you're up to with, with Arden and your marriage as well.
2: Yeah, it's funny you talk about children. I just had to mute the mic because my baby was crying in the background. Um, All the things of life, right? It is wild. I think something Julie even just mentioned, I've really grasped is like once you have children, the idea of legacy, um, especially like in this family dynamic, really just it uncovers a new layer for people listening. I know that word of opportunity or like this legacy or like this Christendom, it can feel very out. Their outreach, like, what does that have to do with my life? Mm -hmm. But it really is this invitation of I've seen as I've reproduced, it has just called something within me to how do I want to live in Christ? And like, what is crucial to that? Like, I'm raising uh, this young boy that's going to be a man that's going to continue this legacy of impact and not just doing things for Christ, but reaching people for Christ. And so that's like my whole world right now. That's the bubble I'm sitting in, um, in and out every day is just, man, It there's such a call to our lives, not like a calling of who I get to be or what I get to do, but a call to really glorify him in so many ways that I can feel minuscule or mundane. But I think even in those, there is so much more life and like high stakes than even the the moments that we see on screen so that's my world becoming a mom has like it was one thing to become a wife and then one thing to start start sharing testimony and stuff in new ways but um yeah becoming a mom has been the most I, I only can say overwhelming and that seems negative but it's just like like getting hit by a wave of this calmness but also expectancy that there's really. that's the only words i can put to it but it doesn't really do it justice
0: <laughs> so excited about this podcast is because like today we're going to be talking about just like the things that women face and like what does a godly woman look like and the reason why i have loved the Bavier family is because you guys entered into this family of four boys and lisa is powerful john is powerful but she has never once been suppressed or never once been like nope i can't speak i'm you know i have to submit to john and she does and in a godly manner but she's also walked out in her own calling and she's never been you know like below him or beneath him and i feel like that's the same thing for y'all as i think a lot of people might look at the bevere family and be like oh they're just puppy dogs for their husbands and it's like no like i didn't ask the guys to come on the podcast i asked y'all to come on because i know that you guys have voices and you have power and you are making impacts for the kingdom and you guys champion them and you have your own like callings and destinies even apart from them and so it's just cool because the Bavir family has never been a family that's just like, nope, women, be quiet, sit down, you know, silence, just pop out children. Like you guys are all uniquely doing very cool, impactful things. And that's just kind of why I was excited to bring you guys on because I feel like you both emulate what does it look like to be a godly woman and a powerful woman and a leader. And so I'm just really excited to get to talk about that today with you guys. It's
1: great. It's important things
0: to talk about. Mm
2: -hmm. And thank you you for having us on and honoring our family in that way. And and those have gone before us, it means a lot. of course, of course.
3: Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, Guys, it's just a huge stress relief and you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding you know food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict a, over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when if you're parents and you have you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial that we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy.
0: As we're, you know, talking about what does a godly woman look like? Yes, there's so many things I feel like we should strive for. There's so many, um, like, labels, I think, that are placed on us and things that people say we need to be, we need to look like, you need to do this. And there's so many messages just being thrown around on social media that I almost feel like it could just be so overwhelming and there's so much information. There's so many podcasts where it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? first. And apart from that, there's so many things as women, I feel like we struggle with just as uh solely apart from men. Like men have their own struggles. Like we're not going to talk about that today cuz but I know they have their own struggles. But I feel like as women, there's so many more things that we struggle with such as, you know, being objectified and just feeling kind of uncomfortable with that or not being taken serious in certain situations and maybe you guys have experienced that as well or almost having to watch out for our safety 10 times more, being um, more subjected to catcalling, human trafficking, predatory behavior. And something I'd love for y'all to talk about in a little bit is just being a mom versus being in corporate world because society will say like, be at home with your children, don't go to work. If you're a mom and you are a mom and corporate, then you're not a good good enough mom. Or if you go to corporate or if you're just a mom and you don't do corporate, it's like, oh, you're lazy. You don't work hard enough. There's just so many like different things or the pressures of having to to look a certain way, keep up with our bodies after having a child, get rid of those stretch marks, lose the pounds. I mean y'all name it. There's, there's so, so much. And especially even something that you guys can speak to as well is just like after having a baby or like having the pressures of the timeline of when to get married and when to have the baby. And maybe you guys can relate to this as well, but I've just named so many things that it's like, Oh, you know what I mean? So Uh like, what are y'all's thoughts on just like all the lists that I just named out? Today's episode is happily sponsored by Blinkist, and I'm really excited to be partnering with them because I think this is going to be an app that we all love and benefit from. So in this year, if you're just trying to become who you want to be, the best version of yourself, you want to discover new perspectives, broaden your horizon, have exciting conversations, I feel like this is where Blinkist can come in. So the Blinkist app enables you to understand the most important things from over 5,500 nonfiction books and podcasts in just 15 minutes and they have so many different titles in 27 different categories. It has bite sized content. So in 15 minutes, that's really all it takes to get powerful insights into different topics. It really is such a beneficial app and I'm really excited to get to use it a lot more. There's a couple titles on there that I'm really excited to learn more about. For example, Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller really excited for that. If you guys do want to try this out, I think you guys are going to love it right now. Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash healthy to start your seven day free trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash healthy to get 25% off and a seven day free trial. Blinkist.com slash healthy. And now for a limited time, you can even use Blinkist Connect to share your premium account and you will get two premium subscriptions for the price of one. An amazing deal. So check that out down below in the show notes as well as the YouTube description. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I just recently got back into counseling I'm very proud of myself. I was just really struggling through some things and I reached out to a counselor and I am starting therapy again, which I'm really, really excited. And sometimes there's just things that you don't know how to handle on your own or you're struggling or you just need someone else to help process through it with. And I just highly recommend that. So that is totally where BetterHelp can come in. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option because it's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. So if you're not wanting to drive or you don't want to go in person, this is is such a great option. So what you'll do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. And I really do recommend just therapy in general. So I think this will be really beneficial for you guys. So if you do want to live a more empowered life, therapy can definitely get you there. So visit betterhelp.com healthy to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash healthy. I, I think a good place to start since As you mentioned, there is like such a
2: big list is to start by saying, I think the greatest disservice we can do to ourselves, you know, solely as women in Christ, but just women in general is to buy into those opinions and those labels, Mm -hmm. because let's be honest, they'll be positive and there's negative. So if we lend to the negative, we can feel that shame, that regret, that Remorse and insufficiency of how we're living, but then on the opposite side, if we lend to, well, I am doing it right or I am doing this, it can have this false confidence in the wrong thing that I think will just build up and tumble, kind of like you're making sandcastles. One wave comes and it can can just knock you over. So, what I think, at least for me, I've been learning is, you know, aside from all of that, it's fleeting, right? Like every five years, something's going to change. Mm-hmm. I think. 10, 20 years ago, maybe a stay-at-home mom was the right thing you're supposed to do and corporate was wrong. And then now vice versa, it could be changing. So it's flippant. And if we rely on that negatively or positively, it's just always going to keep us, um, like we're running a race and striving to catch up to what societal norms are. Um, and I'll just be honest, like <laughs> Julie and I laughed about this, but I'm, I'm a shorter woman. So when I was pregnant, we we're like, oh, okay, carrying better than I thought. And honestly, have... Lost weight quicker than I thought, and I've had to like watch myself in that. Um, you know, from the negative standpoint of realizing, gosh, it's not once you have children you get fat and lazy, and your life is over. Like that's one message we hear, right? But then on the other side of it, like celebrating beauty doesn't have to be this infatuation mm-hmm. or this like Obsession. I'm going to go take a bikini pic. Like there's some women that it's like the week after. I think there's just really. Intimate fine line that we can live in as women of God, where we know solely our identity is rooted and founded on Christ. Mm-hmm. Where we find our, our beauty and our um, confidence in how our husband sees us, not how Instagram sees us. And living from that place allows us to ebb and flow between all of those conversations, well to where we feel um, not like we have vertigo, trying to keep up and spin around in circles, but. And we can dive into, you know, some of those are really crucial. And I'm glad you brought them up to, to find that footing. But just as a blanket statement, like guy or my guys, women, let's start there. Know who you are. Um, know that you are designing God's image and that's going to lend to struggle and beauty. It's going mm-hmm. to lend to humility and confidence. Um, just having those both exist, like not being uh, codependent, but just like in tandem, is such a beautiful reality that I think has a lot of peace and you I do agree. beautifully. So if you would like to, <laughs> I agree. I think yeah.
1: Christian really put that well, where it can feel like what she's saying is she's not speaking specifically to the individual things that you mentioned, Janine, but truly all of that in my mind, my perception is that it's under this banner of us wanting some kind of control over life believing that if we are following the formula, if we're doing the right things, then we're going to get the right result. And that that messaging becomes so heavy with children because we know it's important. You know, it's it's something that's written on us like like eternity is written inside of us where we know this is important, this matters, but we don't have any idea how to do it right. You know, no one's handing you a guidebook and no one has ever had your baby before with your husband in your time. Like there's no formula for any of this. And so we are looking, we're almost like grasping. We are, we're grasping for control. And so people are filling that need. That's why you can get so many different opinions, so many different do this, do this, do this, and you'll have this and this and this outcome. But I don't believe that life was meant to be lived as wide as we are currently living it. It's beautiful, the resources that are available, but truly life is meant to be lived in more intimate communities. Mm -hmm. Even First Timothy, where it's talking about older women, teach the younger women. Like very simple. I've gone before you. Not that I have all the answers but that I have something that I can lend to you. I have a strength that I can lend to you. And the proximity is close enough for there to be a level of accountability, a level of community, truly a level of intimacy. So we have relationship without intimacy currently. There's just not follow through. It's like if you're in a relationship where there's a lot of talk, but there's never any action. A lot of this is feeling like there are just voids and people don't know what to do or how to do it or when to do it. And truly, we're all individuals on our individual journeys. Holy Spirit is working in us and through us and with us. But it that doesn't seem to be enough for where we find ourselves here in this time. And and I have to, it's gonna sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because then at the same time, I'm like, we're here, you know, this is ours for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with it, God? How do we walk through This kind of what can feel like at times a tangle of um, counterfeits and how do we not settle for any kind of counterfeit relationships when what we're looking for is people side by side um, who have gone ahead of us, who are behind us to really do this life with, to have these conversations with, to see them do their body after baby well, because that matters. You know, it's not this whatever, just you're a mom now. So everything else can go to the wayside. That doesn't result in a very good mom who has given up everything for them, for their kids. That's just a breeding ground for bitterness and resentment and anger, which is never going to be the recipe for success.
0: Number one, you talking about, you know, looking to someone ahead of you, like because I think that's what's so important is that everyone's speaking about something, but it's like you want to look to the person that's done it well. You want to look to the person that's done it right. Look at the fruit in their life. And that's why it's so important who we get our advice from, where we seek counsel from. Because if you're seeking it from someone that doesn't have fruit in their life, like you're not going to get fruit either. And so that's like why I brought y'all on because I'm like, no, these women have some fruit. So like you are an example of someone that's like, okay, you know what marriage is like for 15 plus years. Like, so that's why it's so important to have older women in our lives. Give us this wisdom and this counsel, because just as you know, Christian was saying, like the bar and the standard is Always moving. That's such a good point. As we look in society, you know, what was trendy back then in in body culture and whether like it was curves are now attractive, being skinny is attractive, having this is attractive. Like the bar is always moving. And so that's why it's so important that we place our identity in our standard based on the word of God, which is unchanging, unmoving. The standard has not moved. And it's and God didn't even talk about what does your body look like. It's like, let's talk about your character, like let's start there. And that's what's most important important. And so I think that's just such a great reminder of knowing that the bar will always be moving. There will always be trends in and out on social media as we have seen. And it's like, what's the truth? Where do we find the truth? And the truth has to be planted on the word of God, the foundation, because that is unchanging. And that is an unchanging, stable, firm foundation where it's like, no matter what society says, no matter what social media culture, whatever, I know who I am because, I've listened to who God says I am. And I just feel like, as you're even saying, with just like the timelines and all the things, like there is no perfect timeline for anything. Like, according to whom? Because the only people that have placed these timelines on us is society. There's nowhere in the Bible where God says, have a baby at this age, get married at this age, get a boyfriend, date for this time, whatever. Like, there's only a timeline between you and you and God. And that is the only timeline that matters. And so, We can't let society place these time limits on our bodies and our marriages and our relationships. Like there's only, there's only a time limit between you and God. And with God, there are no limits and, and there's no limits, but only possibilities. And that's where I'm just like, ah, like we can all (laughs) breathe. (laughs) And I'm like. Take off the time limits, take off the pressures, take off all the labels and the things that society has placed on us. Because at the end of the day, what you guys were saying, it is, it's just what God says about you. It's your identity. Everything goes back down to your identity. And that is just like powerful because if you know that everything else falls into place.
1: And God is outside of time. Like you look at the end of Job when he restores everything back, you're like, what? How does that even happen? So, you know, when you think of timelines, like that is our perspective, which Mm -hmm. is so limited and one dimensional. That's not, that's not what God is limited to.
0: Mm, That's a great point. Anything else you want to add,
1: Christian?
2: specifically when we're talking about beauty and all of that, you know, the verse in Proverbs when it talks about beauty is fleeting. Mm-hmm. I used to read that and be like, oh no, I'm going to get ugly one day and my husband's not going to love me. So I better cherish these, these useful days and get the retinol. So you can't use retinol when you're breastfeeding. So out of luck right now. My perspective of it right now is beauty's not fleeting in the sense of like it's draining and you're on a ticking time bomb, but it's, it's fleeting in this sense of, you know, opinions of your beauty are going to be fleeting. Mm-hmm. Measures of your beauty are going to be fleeting. But so if you're living from that and that charm kind of deceptive mindset, like you're you're only fooling yourself and you're putting on this charade. But if you live from that inner beauty that radiates from the outside, um, what a beautiful expression that that is. And so we get to be these, and in the best way possible, like delicate, gentle, um, nurturing characters um, an essence of who God is as, as women. And that is beautiful continually, but not by the world standards. And that's where I think as we're diving into Proverbs 31, how to be that godly woman, like, yes, you are beautiful. Yes, you are confident. Yes, you do have a purpose and a calling. But like Janine's saying, like, know the root so that you can flourish.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so good. I love that point.
1: And Proverbs 31 has been used as like a beat stick. I feel like women read Proverbs 31 Mm -hmm. and the only thing that they think the whole time is what they're not. Okay, I'm not living up to this standard, this, this, this. And then it ends up feeling like, you know, how many wives did Solomon have anyway? Like, (laughs) should we really be taking the advice of this guy? But you can't just read Proverbs 31. You have to go to Ephesians where it talks about like, we are his workmanship. Mm-hmm. Before we, we did anything or didn't do anything before we made a mistake or got it right. Like we're the workmanship and our, our um, pursuit really is to fulfill the, the good works that God has prepared ahead of time for us. Going back to talking about time, it's like a lot of this feels not, to me, it's like, it is not easy, but it is simple
2: and mm-hmm. we make it more complicated than it has to be. Like even why do we look at Proverbs and think, oh, well, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. Or are we like, well, why does that guy not like me? Like, why are we focusing on the negative expressions instead of like you're saying, just simply knowing, simply knowing. I feel like so much if we just simply knew who's we are and what that means for how we live, it could have made so much. And the freedom that comes from that. Like if
1: we, as godly women, godly men, people of God want the world to look to us. We need to walk out the freedom that is available, Mm -hmm. like not just freedom, abundant freedom. What would it look like for every single area of your life to just be robed in freedom? Mm -hmm. How could the world not want what you have, not ask you how, you know, that's where it's there's these pieces, these promises that I think we have to hold tighter to. We need to make space in our life to really sit and meditate on and go there with God. Like, hey, I'm reading this. I'm believing for this, but I'm not seeing this. Can you show me? Can you help me? Mm -hmm. But without the space to do that, without the space to, to spend genuine time with God, again, going back to the, it's easy, but not simple, like, I get it. We all have such full lives. And I mean, I'm challenging myself this year with 20 minutes of silence. And it is. So hard. <laughs> so hard. I'll be like, Alexa, how much is left? She's like, 15 minutes, you loser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to do that five, five minutes. And I my brain cannot just stop. It's so difficult.
1: It, it's so, like, eye-opening, though, too. Like, okay. How have I conditioned? How have I disciplined myself and my attention span that this is this hard? And is it worth continuing five minutes, six (laughs) minutes until I can get to the place where I'm like, wow, this is what communion looks like Mm -hmm. with God and the effect it would have on the rest of my day.
2: Well, you know our attention spans are supposed to be shorter than goldfish right now oh, like gosh. that's how my like social media and this interaction I like this i need validation and attention just i was doing some research I'm like this is ridiculous a goldfish a goldfish is smarter
0: yesterday i found this TikTok of this guy talking about like detoxing your mind and how we're constantly stimulated and I thought about it, and I was like, that is 100% me. Either it's music, a podcast, TikTok, YouTube, something always playing in the background. So I challenged myself yesterday to just stop. Like, I was brushing my teeth, and it's like my... Everything inside me wants to reach for my phone, and I was like, no. So I just sat there in silence, and I was like, whoa. Like, the thoughts from, like, a year ago pop back up, and I was like, oh, like, where did that come from? Like, I don't want to think about it. But that's what happens when you actually quiet your mind, and I'm like... And it's so weird because we don't even know... We don't know, but even though I think if you really sit down and think about it, what social media and all these things are doing to us, like subconsciously, it's feeding something all the time. And it's like, no wonder why there's so many high standards on us and why we constantly feel like we have to perform and do all these things because look what we're feeding ourselves. And so and this is like a whole separate podcast, but it really affects us like spiritually, mentally, like it's feeding our hearts and then flowing out of our mouths. It's crazy. But there's some point that I wanted to touch upon that. I think, Julie, you mentioned earlier about walking in community, because I feel like to be a godly woman, you don't become a godly woman in isolation. You do not thrive in isolation. Like I can wholeheartedly say, I would not be the woman of God I am without people, without mentors, without older women, without older sisters, without best friends, without my old roommate, Maddie, just like calling me out on things. And I just feel like to become a godly woman, you do not do this in isolation, like to be the best version of yourself. A, it comes in waves. It comes in different life stages. It comes in different seasons. Like there's things that I will never experience or know or be able to speak to because I haven't done it yet, because I'm not a mom, because I haven't been there yet, because I'm not 40 and wise or I haven't lived certain experiences. And so I feel like there's almost this pressure that needs to be released off of us to be like, you can't expect yourself to have everything all at once right now. It comes in moments and seasons through experiences, through turmoil, through, you know, some heartbreaks here and there and through other godly women stepping alongside of us being like, Hey, this is where I see you falling short. And here's how we're going to get you there. And I just think that's like for anything in life, truly.
1: Yeah. I I love that you you talked about seasons because that would be like the last thing I would hope for anyone listening to this, that they would walk away with all of the, here we go, here's all the things I'm not doing. And women just tend to hear stuff that way. So you have to actively not hear it that way, like catching yourself, correcting that. Um, But that in different seasons, like I used to live close to my older sister who I was really close with and I tried very hard to make her the totality of my community and she was way more outgoing than myself. So <laughs> thankfully she brought other friends into our sphere um, and now I've kind of clung to them, but part of it is knowing it's knowing yourself, but then also giving the Holy spirit, the room to grow you beyond your like, well, I'm just this way or I'm introvert. Ultimately community is about service and you are a piece, you're a part of a body. We were never meant to be the total package. So finding your place in the midst of community, finding how you can serve those around you because you are you so uniquely positioned to speak into people's lives or to do things or to be an intercessor. Like there is so many avenues of service. And if we open ourselves up to be that knowing Janine, knowing we will get hurt, knowing that there will be um, places where there's just misunderstanding or genuinely like unkind people. Just go and look it. at
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> unkind people. <laughs> no, I mean, it, honestly, that's even a real thing. Like, Julie and I have had our moments of misunderstanding, mm-hmm. and that's part of us growing closer together. Um, I mean, and even the span of a year, like I can remember a conversation where was like, I don't feel like that was understood right. And then almost a year ish to the date, she was uh, in my delivery room with me, like eye to eye, as I'm <laughs> sorry for the graphics people, but like delivering and pushing my baby out. And like, so yeah. like those moments of juxtaposition, like it is it's so overused, but iron sharpens iron. Like there's friction that happens mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like if you're listening to this, just because you're not, it doesn't have to be your sister-in-law. It doesn't have to be your neighbor. Julie happens to be both of those for me, <laughs> <laughs> but finding those people like what Janine's saying, like, do have the fruit um, and not in a this is how I think we, we overdo it the wrong way is like, oh, well, they have something on their life or they're speaking or they're writing a book. So like, I want to get close to them mm-hmm. so I can do that. But no, yeah. there's
1: people are not ladder prongs. No, not at all. And if you found yourself lacking community and that's your mentality, let this be the voice there of heaven. That is why.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, that's such a good point. Such a good point. So I guess kind of going back to the Proverbs 31 woman, cause I do want to kind of, with the last 15 minutes kind of just talk about not even necessarily just specifically like Proverbs 31, but just in general, like what are some things that you guys strive to, to look like and to be as women of God. But I do think I know for me growing up, like we overheard Proverbs 31 over and over and over. where It almost like repelled me where I was like, Ugh. like, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm sick of it. It was overused to where, like, I almost didn't want to carry that label as a Proverbs 31 woman, which is so sad. But that was me, like, kind of college when I was, like, rebelling from Christ. Now we're on a different page where I see all the qualities that that chapter lists out. And I know it's overused, but there's something so powerful in it. And because it lists numerous qualities that have to do with this woman's just honor and her character and the way she serves and loves and treats people. And she takes care of her family, her husband, her children, the way she works. I mean, it is, it is not something to be ashamed of, but rather proud of and not a boastful haughty way, but a way as something that we should strive for throughout the years. And so I kind of want to just like reshift the perspective. If maybe someone is listening and they're like, uh, Prophet's already won. Cause like we hear it's overused. I get it, but it is still something that has so much beauty to it. Maybe we need to give it a different name. I don't know. I still think it suffices, but I really do think it's something that is so, so powerful. And so I guess just giving it back to y'all, like what are some qualities of things that specifically to a woman, um, that you guys strive for? or maybe not strive for just desire to be.
2: <laughs> yeah, this might be throwing the question on its head a little bit, but you know, I don't I don't think a guy really looks at the Bible and is like, I want to be a this book number man. He's just <laughs> like, I want to be a biblical man. And so if if we take that as women of I want to be a godly woman, like we can look throughout the New Testament and Old Testament. I mean, God uses Rahab, who was a prostitute. Mm -hmm. He uses Abigail, who was married to a surly and um, angry man and then becomes married to a king. Like that's, that's its own. <laughs> right here. Um, He uses a, a barren woman. He uses a woman that was plagued by um, being demon possessed. Like there are mm-hmm. all these different backgrounds and histories of why these women were inadequate, but still they pioneered and they put their eyes on God and Christ specifically. And that is what made them a godly woman is following his actions, following his steps, taking note of what he did and how he loved people and making that the core of how they wanted to operate. It wasn't, you know, there's this gentleness that, um, I mean, Janine, you are a powerful, um, strong-willed in a, in a great way woman. Like, I'm sure if you were looking at some of that in college, you're like, I don't want to be submissive and gentle and like, let him walk all over me. So <laughs> I want to be loud. Um, and like, same for Maddie, as you mentioned, Maddie, like th- those are qualities. And I remember when she was looking for someone, like the person that you're going to be with is going to champion that with you and you're going to become um, a voice together. It's not a competition. Again, all these sidebar conversations, but what I'm trying to get at here is if we take Proverbs 31 is like this verbatim, have to be this word digested. Again, Solomon that had all these wives, he's probably describing attributes from each <laughs> one of them. But if we take it with a heart posture of like, what was God speaking to Solomon in that moment? And like, what are the attributes that God's speaking to you when you read that? Like, I want the Bible to read me to come alive and like highlight, okay, from Abigail, I can learn to put faith over anxiousness. From Rahab, I can choose to lean into the future despite my past. Like, that's how I think we become a godly woman is knowing like, Ultimately, anything we go through, anything um, that we have been through, or what society says, that cannot take us away um, from who God wants us to be. Rather, let's unveil and discover the beauty that He is constantly depositing in us. Like, I know He fearfully and wonderfully made us from creation, but I think there's a continual drip. And if we sit there and just receive it, that's at least where I found. the beauty in the passage comes alive because i see yes god you're doing this in the season you are um making me not charmfully deceitful but beautifully present in who you are
0: no i love that i love that because you're right like proverbs 31 has become kind of a benchmark but i love exactly what you're talking about like it's not just this one chapter in the Bible that we have to be. It is all throughout scripture. And I love that you use actual examples. And I think that can speak to so many people that are thinking like, you're absolutely right. I am not a Proverbs 31 woman. Like, look at my past, look at what I've done. I'm like, same sister, like, look at my past too. And look how God has still used me and God has still used you. And so it just goes to show like, it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've come from like you are not unqualified or exempt from god using you or or being qualified for god um you know god using you let alone but also just doing big things in your life and restoring you and it just goes to show like it doesn't matter who you are where you came from like god can use you in mighty incredible ways and i love that you use all those examples
1: i and i love how many attributes are listed though in Proverbs one because the way that speaks to me, I mean, the last year we moved a couple times, like it's a hobby. The worst hobby in the world um, is moving, but I have felt more over, more consistently overwhelmed than I ever have in the rest of my life. And those moments of feeling overwhelmed really have brought me to this awareness of my lack of reliance upon God and the strength that only comes from God you know, it says his burden is easy, his yoke is light. And when I am feeling this pressure, this weight, I have to pause and ask myself, where is this coming from? Because I can just continue to go, go, go trying to knock out all the things and not ever pause to think, where has this list? Where has this burden actually come from? And why am I allowing it to have this effect on my life? And then you know, it dictates the way that I treat other people and I treat my spouse and I treat my kids and I treat all of the things to do as burdens, as opposed to blessings. And so that for me, where I'm like, you know, I love that she gets up early. She goes to bed late. She's so productive. And yet there's a, um, an effortlessness of like, oh, she's not relying upon herself. Mm -hmm. She really is tapping into the strength of God that's available to each and every single one of us. And I'm like, give me more, God. Like if I have to sit here and quiet for 20 minutes, <laughs> I will do it. Like I am done relying upon my own strength. It I I run out of that so quickly. And then there's that feeling, that hustle, that striving for more and more and more. That's not what we're called to again, to be set apart as the people of God is to be tapping into an otherworldly strength. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want.
2: I'm really glad you brought that up because I just have this impression right now that you know, maybe people are digging at those verses or those stories and feeling inadequate because there are some really real things that they need to, like habitual thoughts, patterns that need to be broken up mm-hmm. with. I keep saying bro- broken up with because of um, the book, but cinch like chains being broken, like mm-hmm. it really is a shackle type of um, chain of shame, of inadequacy. If we are continually thinking um, maybe because of this instance, because of this soul tie, because of this moment in my life, like, if anyone is struggling with those thoughts of just not feeling that like they are up to par or that they are able to enter that kind of relationship with God, I would just encourage you spend those 20 minutes that Julie's talking about and just have that David, we can reference guys to right? Have the David posture, like God search me, not only to show me the bad things I've done and like where I need to repent, but like what is holding me back from becoming the woman you've called me to be, from becoming simply your daughter, Mm -hmm. honestly.
1: And you touched on repentance, Christian. I feel like we in this time have just undersold repentance and the power Mm -hmm. of repentance, it really is such a shift to see things differently and to get things out into the open. Like um, Addison and I have a 13 and 11 year old. And so we are walking through like legitimate mistakes now. It's not just the stuff from toddler and child years. And it is incredible Mm -hmm. to see the weight lift from them and the way that they are relationally with us when there's just been something kind of lurking that they haven't felt, um, like they wanted to bring into the light or they've kind of minimized it. And then the moment of like, oh, wow, they feel the full weight of it. There's a sorrow. There's a, um, there is a sadness, but it lifts so quickly when you are genuinely offering it up. And, and in the context of Addison and I with parents who can say like, yes, you did this, but that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. I've known you your whole I've known you before you even were born. This is who you actually are. And God will do that. I think God deeply desires to do that with those places of darkness that we have allowed shame to rule over and he's like no just bring them forward but only you can choose to bring them forward Mm -hmm.
0: that is so good wow thank you guys i i feel like kind of what you know even christian was saying earlier is just like a lot of us are coming online or just doing things out of this place of having to prove ourselves because we feel like okay if i just keep showing more people that i am this then maybe they'll tell me i am and then i'll finally believe it and it it has to come first from christ it has to come first from intimacy with christ and i think you know i love what you guys are saying but it's like a lot of people might be listening and they're like i'm not that i'm not that i'm not that and if you aren't that like that is okay but i think it first starts from abiding in jesus it's intimacy with jesus that's exactly what you were talking about julie of just sitting with the lord because that ultimately is what's going to change and affect everything it's starting with the intimacy and abiding with jesus because the bible does say in john 15 like he says apart from me you can do nothing so like if i'm trying to do all these things on my own i'm trying to be this perfect proverbs 31 woman I'm doing that all in my own strength and I'm going to fall. I can promise you, guarantee you, I will fall. And so it has to come from a rested place, a place of resting in him, intimacy with him, abiding in him. And so I think that's a great call to action. A great challenge to the listeners is like, sit with Jesus. Even if it's five minutes, I'm going to try that today. I've, I've gone on walk sometimes where I've taken my AirPods out and just walked with the Lord. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable. I hate this. <laughs> But that is where we go, we grow closer to the Lord and where he speaks to us and revelations happen and freedom comes. And so I think instead of having to strive and prove, it's rest and abide and intimacy mm-hmm. because that is where we, we get our identity is from a rest place of knowing that we don't have to do anything to earn it. And so it's like remove all the labels, remove the boxes, all the societal things that people – People place on us and just say, I am enough because God has said, I am enough. And I think just remove all of that and wear proudly just the label of woman of God and let that be enough because that is enough of being a woman of God.
1: That's so good, Janine.
0: And it's always meant to be an overflow. Like we are, we
1: receive from God and then we try to package it really quickly Mm -hmm. to then almost get validation that we actually receive something worth receiving. And said, so "You, you shortcut me. Like maybe that wasn't all that I wanted to give you, but you were so quick to post it on Instagram or type it up in your notes. Like just receive. It's meant to be an overflow, not a, I don't know, like, like a, a ration. ration on the other, yes,
2: yeah.
0: that's so true." Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like a lot of us are, I'm new. I'm so guilty of this. I've done this in the past where I've just posted because I was like, okay, this will make me look good and people will like me and they'll see me as this godly woman. But that, I didn't come with pure intentions or pure motives or genuinely from a place of abiding in the Lord. And I think those tend to come out, you know, they, they can't, tend to fall short because, you know, it was kind of in my own strength and my own labor. So I think that's just such a great reminder and i just i would encourage someone like of course definitely when you are reading the bible like still i encourage my listeners to read proverbs 31 but read throughout the whole bible like of esther as you said abigail i mean there's so many powerful women that that God uses and even just looking at how you know God used the woman at the well to be the the carrier of the good news to the whole village of when he saved her and he changed her life and she went and told her testimony like this woman was divorced four times and it still shows like it doesn't matter your past God can still use women he's always using women he's always used women women are not seen as less than but just different and I think that's so powerful Yeah,
2: And she didn't run from her past. I think that's a key thing too. It's like, it took him calling her out in the loving way that only a father can do. Um, that helped her have that transformation mindset. And I think so, so often we want to, like you're saying, we want to look like that godly woman. Mm -hmm. And even if we're redeemed right now, but we still don't want things from the past to come up, but I can confidently sit here unashamed of my past because I know that That no longer is who I am. And until I was able to recognize those things and own them and heal from them, I wasn't able to really take the strides forward. Like it's just like a baby step where you could be like Julie saying, walking freely, walking lightly in that easy yoke. So if you're feeling that, if this feels like, ah, past shame, stop talking about it. I don't want to feel it. Like that needs to be an easy burden. God Mm -hmm. never wants it to be shame. Repentance and shame are not supposed to coexist. Right? Like as you repent, he takes it all and he redeems you and washes you so that you're not still carrying that trying to be good enough for him. It's it's made new in that moment, in that
0: breath, and that forgiveness. That's so good. What would just be your your last final point to the girls? Like what's their call to action today?
1: I think kind of what came to my mind as Christian was just talking was you are freely loved and free from all that has come before. And that is what will propel you to share the love of God. Like we are, it's two sides. We are meant to abide and be in relationship with God and then serve the world around us. It's like they both coexist and God wants to move in and through all of it. Like there is so much around us that are like shimmers and moments of God that will propel us forward and forward and forward we just have to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to proceed. So um, it's there, just waiting for you. Yeah.
0: So good. So good. Yeah. I think just something that I would probably even close out with as well is just kind of reiterating the point of just like, we cannot become the women of God that we are in isolation and that we want to be in isolation. And so we need other women and other people around us, like helping us identify when we are falling short or when we're believing a lie, or when we aren't living our best selves. Because I know like for me, it's a continual thing. Like yesterday I just dumped all my problems on a friend of all the lies i had believing in the last week. And they were able just to single out every single thing of like, that's not true. That's not who God says. What did God say about that? And it was so crazy. The amount of lies I was believing in a short day. And so mm-hmm. it is so important for us to have other godly women in the same walk of life, but also that have gone before us to, to look to, but also just to help us link arms with us. And so that'd be my, my call to action is just, if you're feeling the burdens, if you're feeling less than, if you're feeling like this is too much, or I can't do this, you're right. You can't do this all on your own strength and you can't do this alone. And that is okay. So walk with other godly women, other believers, and um, tell someone how you're feeling because we don't find freedom also in isolation.
1: And I'm sure your friend was thrilled to be able to be that strength to you. So don't believe the lie that you're going to burden someone or ruin their day or, you know, they don't want to do that. Like it's a gift to be able to do that for someone and to be able to have someone to do that with like both sides of that really are such a gift and it just it's such a God thing. Win-win.
2: Can you just thank you for creating a space? And yeah. I, I know even, even podcasts, right. If you're just saying, like, I am wanting that community, but I haven't found it yet. Like lean into these resources, not in a way to find an end to a mean, but um, to have that accountability. So thank you for creating a space for women.
0: Yeah. Of course. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. I'm absolutely so like inspired, like loved everything you guys had to say. It was so good. I love that it wasn't just like list of do this, do this, do this, do this. It was genuinely just speaking to the concerns and the needs that women have that think things that people think, but no one really says. So thank you guys for your boldness and your courage and just being great examples of that. And just coming on and giving me, you know, 45 minutes of your time. And just let me let my listeners now know where can they follow you? Where can they find you? And is there any other things that you guys want to talk about?
2: Well, Julie's address is
0: (laughs) come on over.
2: (laughs) Where can they find you, Julie? (laughs) um not physically well
1: there's so we have been doing it's called at home with the bevirs and it is a parenting and marriage podcast addison and i get to do it with john and lisa which has been so fun having both generations around the table um so that's definitely a place beyond that I hope in the future to find a way to do Instagram. Well, I haven't so far, so I am not active on it. I think I'm
0: like, no pressure, no pressure. I, I know it's time consuming. <laughs> like
1: every time I'm on it, I'm just like, where did that 30 minutes go and what did I actually do yeah. in that amount of time? So maybe I need like a class how to, how to utilize it without letting it
2: utilize you. But, <laughs> well. I I am on Instagram. <laughs> I probably waste too much time as well, but uh, I am at Miss Christian Bevere because Christian Bevere was taken by a guy, not surprisingly. <laughs> so I'm at Miss Christian Bevere and I um, I have some classes and resources that I'm hoping to connect with women and uh, a book coming out this year called Break Up With What Broke You, largely on this topic, because like you said, it's just stuff we need to talk about. So those are my my two avenues. I'm really hoping to connect with people. So When is that
0: date? August 15th, I think. Congrats. (laughs) I cannot wait to read that. So amazing. You know, uh,
2: it was due right when my baby was due. So I'm just hoping (laughs) it makes sense.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it's amazing. Well, thank you guys again. Um, All their links will be down below in the show notes. If you guys want to follow them, check them out. And thank you guys again for coming on. I hope this was a blessing, but I definitely feel like this is going to be a blessing to so many women. So you guys have the best day. Thanks so much for coming on Happy and Healthy. Thank you. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this bless you and you found some encouragement. I genuinely feel encouraged, like truly. I'm like, that was an incredible conversation. So again, you can find out all about them and follow them, all the things down below. Um, And again, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying just season four and the guests that have been coming on thus far. And I have so many more amazing people coming on. So stay tuned, you guys. And make sure you're following the Happy and Healthy Podcast for more announcements, sneak peeks. And we always interact with you guys on there. So if you enjoyed today's episode, follow us on there, share it, and we will repost you. We pretty much repost every single time that you guys share that you are listening to Happy and Healthy, so I hope you guys will do that. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can watch the podcast. I personally love watching podcasts because it's just much more interactive, so definitely check that out. And if you want to join our Patreon or our monthly supporters, you can do that. We now donate 10% of the funds to charities, so we're going to be picking different charities every single quarter. Um, I'm not exactly sure which one we've picked thus far, but it will be listed on the screen somewhere or in the show notes. So make sure you guys do that. And if you want to donate, definitely check that out. There's a link down below to do that. And it would mean so much to us. And it also now helps out charity, which I think is just absolutely amazing. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I will see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode of happy and healthy until then stay happy and healthy. Bye y'all.